Hi, and welcome to Pacifim Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, that it will both challenge and inspire you. So I'm, I'm reading from Matthew, and I'm going to read from chapter 1, uh, from verses 18 to 25 from the New King James Version. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. As I've mentioned just of late, because it dawned on me just of late, um, many consider the virgin birth as the most wondrous mystery of, of the Christmas account. Uh, but I want to suggest that even more wondrous, e- even more mysterious was the title uh, and, and the ability to make it become a reality when he said, he shall be called Emmanuel. I, I want to suggest that that's even more wondrous, even a greater mystery than a virgin giving birth. Uh, now, obviously, the virgin giving birth was absolutely wondrous, supernatural, and I don't want to lessen or demean it in any way at all. It challenges the comprehension of the human mind. Um, but the Holy Spirit was ensuring there would be no doubt who the child's father was or is. And there would be none of the carnal nature of, of, of a fallen man involved at all. And, and so we, we don't know how he spoke. I don't know what happens. There's no flesh involved at all. Uh, all Mary had to do was believe and receive. And, and, and it happened as, just as the, the word had promised. And so, interestingly, in this passage, we see that the child was named twice. You should call his name Jesus and he, because he will save his people from his sins. And then, behold, the virgin, shall be, uh, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God is with us. Now, obviously, Emmanuel's a title uh, that's given to him in description of, of him, his character. Uh, it's not his name. Uh, imagine, imagine if Jesus was you know, going about his routine, day-by-day routine in, in life in the village, and he would go up to say, G'day, uh, how you going? My name's Jesus. I, I'm God with you right now. Uh, he was far too humble to do that. His whole life actually said that. Everything he did and said declared that clearly and boldly, but his name was Jesus, right? But his title was Emmanuel, uh, God is with us. And so um, I want to show you something 
I'll remind you more of something of the depth of the mystery and the wonder of, of this thing. And so I'm going to read to you 1 Peter 1, 10 to 12 from the New King James Version again. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed, not to themselves, but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. For me, that phrase just amplifies the significance, the wonder, the mystery of Emmanuel. Um, these were spiritual beings who stood in the presence of God. Uh, imagine, how can you comprehend what they saw? How can you comprehend what they heard? What they experienced in their normal routine, you know, day, routine day, it, it was just far beyond our comprehension. These were the these were the ones that dwelt and still dwell in, in the spiritual realms. Imagine what they see every day, every all the time. And, I mean, that's just their normal life. That's normal to them. Presence of God is normal to them. The wonders of the spiritual realm are all normal to them. That, that's just the way it is for them. That's, that's life as they know it for them. But it, then it says that they were struck with awe and wonder when they considered God's plan of salvation, when they considered this child who would be Emmanuel. They, they, they delved into it. They couldn't ponder it. Even though they used to all the glory and the splendor and the mystery, it was their daily routine. This thing intrigued them. If, if, if this thing intrigued them, how much should it intrigue us? But what does it mean for us, Emmanuel, God is with us? Just very briefly. Um, for me, firstly, I think it shows how much God loves us. We could not go to him. You know the Old Testament, you know the New Testament. We could not go to him because our sin would eternally separate us. Right? He, he actually said uh, to Moses, who had a great revelation, who was called friend of God, and, and not just to Moses, there's a, there's a string of guys where he said, okay, I'm going to let you experience my presence. And many times in the Old Testament, certain men and women did experience the presence of God. Uh, for us, and I know around the room, there's some deep theological theologians, some deep studiers of the Word of God, and, and you would say to me, I love those times in the Old Testament when people saw what they thought was actually God, they was actually seeing a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus, the eternal Lord Jesus, uh, the angel of the Lord, right? And so uh, Gideon, and, and the list goes on, uh, Joshua, uh, the list goes on. But, but it said they saw a form of him, but they didn't get to see his face. And Moses, after all he'd gone through, his faith and all that, friend of God, 
God says, okay, I'm, I'm going to show you my presence, but you can't look at my face. No one can look at my face. So I'm going to hide you in the cleft of rock. And, and the symbolism's great, but the deal is we haven't got time because I said we'd go 40 minutes or an hour and we're getting close to that already. But great worship, worth it. And so he said, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. I'll literally put my hand over that and then I'll turn back and you'll be able to look at my back. See, see, from Adam on, sin separated us from God. He never stopped loving us, but it separated us from God. The mystery now is that they said this Jesus, his name's Jesus and his title is Emmanuel, which is God is with us. For me, that's the wonder. So what, what's the benefit? Uh, I think first it shows how much he loves us. We cannot go to him because of our sin eternally separates us. So he made a way for him to come to us. Did you notice that? We often say we found Jesus. Well, you actually didn't find him. He found you. But even here it says he made a way to come for us. And he had this plan before eternity. Uh, it, it just was all falling into place at the right time. He made a way to come to us. Shows how much he loves us. But if he made a way where he could come to us, it, it proves that there's a way now that we can come to him. That's what Emmanuel means. Jesus declared it. He said, I am the way. I am the way. And then he invited all you weary and heavy laden, come. Come to me. He's the way. He, God made a way for him to come to us. And then it showed us that there was a way for us to come to him. And he made it clear. The way. I am the way. This is the way. Come to me. All of you are weary and heavy laden. Come. I'm the way. That's what this thing, Emmanuel, that's what this God with us actually means. And while there was so many more, you could just start to think about so many more. One of the things that it intrigued me was the most was the fact that if the divine, the most holy, lowered himself, and took on our frailties and our vulnerabilities, then could it be possible that we, with all our frailties and our vulnerabilities, um, can, find, can walk that way to become more like him? I don't know if I said that right. Did I say that right? Do you get what I'm saying? Jesus became a man. He lowered himself, became like us. With all our weaknesses, all our vulnerabilities, he, he became like us. But for me, it says, if he became like us to make a way for us, then he's made a way for us to become like him. That's the journey we're on. In, in our excitement, in praise and worship and prayer, I, I noted, I said that, you know, we've tasted and many of us have experienced him. 
His goodness, his grace, his kindness. His, we've experienced his protection, his healing, his provision. We've experienced all different manners of his characteristic. But, but you know, we've experienced him. And, and we've tasted, as the Bible says, we've tasted and, and seen that he is good. And there's, there's this contentment, there's this satisfaction as he fulfills the needs. But the deal is, it's only made us want more. Like many of you know that, you know, I, I'm in an effort to lose weight, I'm, I'm trying to be disciplined in, in my eating, in my diet. Because uh, many of you would realise that it was more like entertainment than anything else to me, eating. Uh, and, and Jane was such a great, brings on such a great... Well, yesterday, uh, we had an early Christmas day because family separate going different ways today. And she cooked this lamb. And it was good. It was just right. And I ate. And I enjoyed. And I had my fill. But I wanted more. And so I had more. But it's the same with God, except to a greater extent. God's got all we need, readily available. And many of us can testify of his goodness. We, we've enjoyed it. But it ought to leave us in a place where we want more. Firstly, the realisation, not only do we want more because it's so good, but the realisation that we actually need more. I, I found myself praying this week. Lord, I need more. I, I need how to learn how to stand and walk in this new season. I know how to, I need to know how to continue standing even though there's resistance, opposition, challenges. I need to know. And and the only answer to that is I need more of you. I need to see you more clearly. I need to get closer to you. I I need to know you better. And even this morning while we was praying, you know, on on Friday we got the bad news um, you know, there's that many scammers out there now. You don't trust any message you get or any email you get. And you just look and you put them in the bin straight away without even opening most of them. Uh, unfortunately, some of them happen to be real. But anyway, uh, so I got a message on my phone from the bank saying, look, there's been some dodgy activities. Well, my paraphrasing. And uh, you need to do this, this. And I went, yeah, sure. Didn't even look at it. Uh, a little while later, I got a message from Minette saying, uh, you've just been hacked. The, your, your church card has drawn quite a bit of money out until it was empty, and you've just been hacked. I went, oh, no, I felt really, really bad. But just another one of the things that came to rob the peace, you know, rob your joy, steal your joy, and, and it just wearisome stuff. It happens to everybody. Anybody here been hacked and... Yeah, yeah, several of us. Uh, anyway, so I said, Annette, what's going to happen now? Because uh, my card doesn't work anymore. It's, they cancelled it straight away. But, he, but here's the deal. They're going to investigate and it'll take 45 days before a decision is made, but you could get your money back. That was Friday morning. We just got a message this morning saying all the money's been returned. So I'm going, thank you, Jesus. Merry Christmas. Thank you for that present. 
Because I was feeling really, I was feeling bad. I was feeling guilty, even though I didn't do anything. I'm going, what did I do wrong? What? Did I accidentally let someone get my details? Did they scan my card as I walked past? Did I, uh, did I go on the wrong website when I was looking for stuff to buy? And, and I'm trying, but I didn't do that. I only looked and, and, it, and, it, and then the real reality hit me that they can just get into your computer and get anything that's stored in there anyway. So, but I was caning myself and so I was just relieved. Thank you, Jesus. That's a great present. Merry Christmas. But I want more. And, and the realisation that God is with me and he's promised never to leave nor forsake, it, it's such an incredible influence right now. Sometimes it gets very uncomfortable because there's certain attitudes and angers and you know resentments and attitudes toward people that you don't want him to know that you have. But he says, I'm still with you. I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I can hear what's going on in your head, in your heart. You know, uh, there's sometimes... Uh, I, I don't want to watch, sit, sit down and watch television with him being with me because, you know, you get convicted about certain things. And you can write it off and say, well, that's just the way of the world right now. you just got to get over it. No, that's not true either. But anyway, he's with us. And if that doesn't motivate me for a desire to want to change, and if Jesus could lower himself, lower himself, and, and, and take on all the characteristics of what it means to be human, without failing, by the way, in, in, in his own weakness and frailties that, you know, we had, he had, and he displayed, without sin. Father, take this cup from me. I, this is really nasty. I don't want to be doing this. But your will be done. You, you know, that kind of stuff. And so he got hungry. Uh, he got dirty. He bled. Just, he, he took on, if he did that for me, to make the way for me, surely in response, he's opened a way for I become more like him. And, and that's where we're up to. In John 1, 12, we, we read this. But as many as received him, to, get, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. Memory verse. Have you experienced the reality of that? So, I probably should ask you, do you believe? The other week, in, when we was looking at the core values of the church, the first one we put down was, we, we believe in God. But we realised it wasn't everybody, many people believe in God, it doesn't make any difference anyway. James tells us the demons believe in God, but when they think about God, they tremble. But when we think of God, we just doesn't make any difference. What we do believe is, is we believe in Emmanuel. God is with us. That's what we believe. That's why we worship the way we worship. We pray the way we pray. We desire, we study, we seek him because we believe he's with us and we want to know him better. So the question is, do you, do you believe? And knowing my audience this day, I know you believe. Well, nearly all of us and even the ones that would argue with me sort of believe, don't they? 
Thank you. I believe that nod just got you into heaven, brother. Praise God. But having believed, now have you received? I'm going to tell you this more. Have you received? Has there been a transformation? Has it caused something to change? It starts off with your heart and it gets into your head and things start to change. And eventually it changes your mind, it changes your attitude. Hey, Ross, changes those things, doesn't it, big time? Mate, I would have liked to have known you before you believed. But the changes are significant and obvious. It's payback, brother. But anyway, so um, there's a change that comes. So I'm, I'm asking you, do you believe? Have you received? Because when he said, uh, he's Emmanuel, God with us, that's what it was all about. Us coming to him, becoming more like him, because he's with us. Can we take communion right now? I think I've got one of those where the film won't come off. He made a way for us. And, and you know that the significant part of that way was the fact that he paid the price. Deliberately, intentionally offered himself up as a sacrifice to open the way for us. And not just that sometime in the future when we die we can get into heaven, but that we can be with him our whole life. So let's take the wafer that represents his body that was broken for us. Let's take the juice that represents his blood that was shed for us. The price paid in full, complete, nothing extra needed. The way's been made open. He took all the requirements, the handwritten requirements and fulfilled them and then nailed it to a tree. And the innocent paid the price for the guilty for the sole reason that we could come to the Father. The Father came to us. Emmanuel, on the day that he was born, was, Jesus was literally Emmanuel, God with us. But since his death, resurrection and ascension... He opened the way where God the Father is Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. And I thank you, oh God, for this day. And, and while we enjoy all the traditions, while, while we celebrate uh, and, and come together as family and eat well and, and laugh and have fun, I pray that the truth will permeate and, and be evident and, and be, be the um, most obvious thing of every celebration. That you're present, that you're with us, that literally you'll be with us today in a, a way that's obvious. You'll be in our discussion, you'll be in our fellowship, you'll be in our thoughts, you'll be in our heart, oh God. That each and every one of us who now believe would receive even more and would dare, oh God, to make the journey to become more like you. 
we do celebrate this day and the fullness of what it represents. And we are so grateful. And we honour you, we worship you, we praise you, oh God, for it. I pray now your blessings on each of us and, and our families. I pray your blessings right now on everybody represented or connected to this church right now. Under the authority of the mantle right now, we pray and speak your blessings right through to each and every one. I pray your protection that none of us will become a statistic either on the road or, or even in our financial affairs right now in Jesus' name. I pray your protection, O oh God, from flus and viruses and sicknesses, from incidents, accidents, O oh God, that at the end of this season, we will look back and thank you for your blessings. And I pray that each and every one of us will continue to grow in the knowledge of our God, not just intellectually, but experientially, that was result in us becoming more and more like you. We ask this in Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Well, thank you for being with us this morning. God bless you. Have a great day today. And uh, be wise and be safe in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at fascifentchristianchurch.com.